Hey guys, it's Christy Sellers here, host of Let's Get Fizzy Poll. I'm really excited for you to listen to this week's episode because I got to chat with the amazing Amy Hazel. And not only is she Miss Pole Dance Australia, along with a whole heap of other titles like Miss Pole Dance Victoria twice. She came second runner up at PCS this year in her off season. She was not even training for it. Pole Classic winner in Hong Kong. And it just goes on and on and on. I've known her for ages and she is just the perfect person to interview this week seeing as last week we had Hannah Lind chatting about her eating disorder very openly, very honestly, and very beautifully. And it made me think of Amy because Amy has also struggled with an eating disorder and I really wanted to see if I could get her on the podcast so that you guys could listen to her journey and her experiences as well. And luckily she said yes. So we're going to jump in in just a moment. But before we do, I just wanted to give a really special shout out to everybody who is competing in our Halloween comps at the moment. They're sort of scattered across a few weekends. But from what I hear, the... The characters are very, very scary and I can't wait. The Ballarat one is this weekend and today when you will hopefully be listening to this is Halloween. So happy Halloween everyone and enjoy this week's episode. Hi Fizzy fam, welcome to Let's Get Fizzy Pole. I'm your host Christy Sellers. And today I have with me the lovely Amy Hazel. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for joining us today or joining me That's today. Okay. <laughs> I've known Amy for a really long time, actually, and I wanted to yeah. ask her to come on the podcast today because as you guys know, Fizzy Fam, last week we had Hannah come on and chat about her eating disorder in a very open and honest and beautiful way. and. That was really lovely. And the response since then has actually been incredible. So many of you are getting uh, in the worldwide group and in amongst yourselves at your studios in person talking about this topic and making it something that's okay to chat about. And I know that a lot of you are reaching out to each other. So that's amazing. And the reason I wanted to ask Amy to come on the podcast is because she as well has uh, struggled with an eating disorder for a very long time. And she's very open about it. And I just mm -hmm. thought it would be a really great point of view because you're actually in a really good place now from, mm. from what I know. So I yeah. thought that that would be lovely for you to share your journey and um, where you are now and how you got to where you are mentally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely has been a very long journey. Um, started from a simple incident at school um, of bullying and uh, this girl telling me that I was fat, ugly and pale. And from that day on, I wanted to change all those things. Um, so I started to exercise excessively and I ate very minimal and I was avoiding eating and, um, and what were you from then on, saying? When you did, oh, I mean, my parents would always comment on how skinny I was getting. Like my mum would comment on how skinny I was getting and how much she was worrying about me. But back then, my mindset—I used to just think she was jealous. Um, so mm. I started to get really 
um, disconnected with my mum because I didn't want to talk to her. Um, my dad had always left an open window saying, you know, I'm, I'm always here to talk, but I never found I had a problem. So I never felt I needed to talk to him. Right. So yeah, it, it wasn't an, it, like, it wasn't until I, I was much older that I could see what had happened back then. But when I was in it at that young age, I, yeah, I just kind of cut off from everyone and just focused on myself and um so and you were 12 it, you said yeah yeah from 12 to 15 were um any of your friends in that same mentality were you, or was it just you were very isolated no back then it was just me I was very isolated I felt very different to my other friends and like they were all kind of doing child childish things but I was wanting to just exercise all the time and not go out for food with friends and just avoided that kind of stuff. Right. Um, yeah. What so, on your social life as a teenager? Yeah. I, I didn't really, like, I never felt like I really had many friends. I had like two close friends that only because I lived very close to them and we just clicked from, from when I was at, like seven years old but other than that I never really got close like every other like all my other friends were they all mm-hmm. seemed to have like groups that I they hung out with but I was I was always really secluded from those like I just wanted to be on my own yeah okay mm. so then how did it progress for you like what was the next sort of so so in that instance, I decided that I wanted to leave Hong Kong. So I left Australia and I formed a new bunch of friends that um, were very different. And it, I kind of did a self-recovery of my own and I got healthier um, just by surrounding myself with people who were happy and, um, and my bully wasn't there. So I didn't have mm. that concern. So, um, and I found that this pattern kind of followed out through the rest of my life so far has been any time that I was in a, in a state of, um, somewhere that I didn't want to be or things that I wasn't, didn't want to do. I'd go back to things that I knew, like restricting Mm -hmm. food and over-exercising. And at times when I was happy and things were going all good and stuff, I would, I would naturally just put on a little bit more weight. Um, so yeah, so it happened about three times um, when I was, so the first one was 12 to 15. The second one was from 20 or 19 to 21-ish. And then the third time was from um, 24 to 25. And each of those times I dropped like below 40 kilos, like 37 Jesus. at my lowest. Yeah, and in my twenties, like that's and, and that's I'm so, I'm small, but yeah, I'm. Were you was, hospitalized or? I wasn't hospitalized, but I did lose a lot of hair, um, and my my body started to grow like little, like a little bit of fur almost of <laughs> to course, keep me warm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like my nails were shedding, and my skin was bad, and it was just everything was just starting to like like my body was trying to suck protein and nutrients from everything else in me. And when you looked at yourself, if you did that, would you sort of go like, okay, this is something I need 
to fix or was it just you were that much in the I think I was way too much in it like I used yeah. to think that I looked like all my friends and if wow. we were going out for parties I'd be like oh can I borrow that skirt or that dress and they'd be like oh wow you won't fit that and I was like yeah I will and I'd put it on and it would literally slip off and I was like oh wow that's weird yeah so isn't that um body dysmorphia dysmorphia is yeah. yeah yeah where you view your body as yeah completely different to what it is wow yeah so I used, to, I used to always think I was an, of normal size. And then the only things that would fit me were kids age nine or eight clothing. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Because you're, uh, if you haven't, guys, if you haven't met Amy, she's quite small anyway. Like you're very petite. Mm. But mm. to be 37 kilos, that's just. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't even, I, I don't think I've ever seen you at that weight I've seen you yeah, small no. years ago but yeah. no I don't think I've yeah into the in 2000 and oh, when was it yeah 2016 ish I was about probably dropped to 41 um and that was when I was traveling around Mexico and I had done a tour and I just I'd had enough of touring I don't know I just felt it wasn't right for me and I just started not mm. eating and um yeah and Touring I dropped slow very again. hard on your body like I think yeah. um there are pole artists that do that full time they tour pretty mm. much all the time I don't know how they do it because I know that when I'm gonna do a tour I really need to think about okay how am I gonna eat like where am I getting food from it's the kind of the first thing yeah. I think about like how am I gonna maintain yeah. as much of my everyday life routine as I possibly can when I'm in another country? There's different food, yeah. like you, you, different transport, different language, money. Yeah. Whereas before, like, I, like my brain used to be like, oh, this is a good opportunity for me to not eat because I don't uh, know when it will uh, come, therefore I won't. <laughs> oh my God. And good, yeah. lo- good logic. Yeah. I wow. know. So, and like, I don't know, it was, it was, in my mind, some of the times I was like, oh, I'm going to go touring. That means like I'll lose weight because I'll be teaching and I won't be eating as much as I do when I'm back home. So <laughs> it was a really bad way to think. But, so 2016, you said, was the most yeah. recent. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. how? So that was like three, yeah, three years ago. How do you feel that you were able to, because you, there's a definite difference now as opposed to any other time mm. that you've, you've not been in that state. I feel that you're yes. mentally stronger. Like you put it out there a lot more. What's the difference? What changed? What can other people who may be? So, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've noticed um, looking back on my past, like the, so when I went to actually go see a dietitian back when I was 20, so seven years ago through the second kind of stage, um, the reason why I wanted to get help back then was because I wanted my hair back. I wanted my hair to grow back and it had all fallen out. So the only reason I was willing to recover was for my hair. And so anything, yeah, anything that the dietitian would tell me that would help my hair grow, I was like, yep, sure. I'll have that. But it was like a struggle to like get my mental state, to be like, it's not only for that. I need it for other reasons, but it was like I needed a um, a a goal or a 
something that had been taken from me that I wanted a reason to get mm-hmm. it back. Mm-hmm. So, um, so now like the reason for me is to be able to have a, have a kid one day. Um, wow. so I've, because I've not had a period for the last eight years, um, and I've been looking more and more into like why that would be and with eating disorders and over exercising and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I've looked a lot into this thing called hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is, um, when your hypothalamus is not talking to your hormones and your ovaries and things aren't communicating because of the high stress level that your body has been in, oh. which is under eating, over exercising for many, many years. Um, so therefore that, in order, pardon? sorry, I was just going to ask, does that continue even after you start eating regularly again, or does your body sort of come yes. out of the stress? Oh, okay. So it's yeah, it, it continues. Yeah. Until you really, really take a break and you convince your body that you're not going to be in any state of stress again. Wow. Because when your body's been put through all of that for so long, um, it doesn't grant you healthy to support another human growing. Mm -hmm. Therefore it won't let you. Um, so in order to, yeah, in order to get it back, it's about being, at a healthier weight for a long period of time and not causing excessive stress in any sort of way. So I've cut back on my running completely. Like I used to run two, three times a week. Um, and now I'm not running at all. Um, I'm maybe doing light training and I'm, I'm like light weight training and I'm only Mm -hmm. teaching them, teaching my classes, like, which is only five classes a week. So Mm -hmm. Like even Which that's is still, a lot for, yeah, that's still yeah, a lot of exercise yeah. like for a so, regular But I'm not doing anything extra. Like I'm not comps going, and stuff. yeah, I'm not doing comps, which is high stress. I'm not yep. doing high cardio, high intensity. I'm not mm-hmm. doing um, a lot of the things that I used to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you feel? And, and yeah, I like, feel hundred percent better. Like I, I used to think I felt good. Um, but once I started eating a lot more and it goes through phases as well with the eating, like you at the beginning, because I've starved for so long or I've, you know, had, had my, um, disorder many times when you first start eating, it's like your body retains all the weight and that can be the scary part where people want to like go back to their old ways because they can't deal but it's retaining all that weight because it's scared that you're gonna starve it again so it goes into like resource mode and then um after a month or two your body starts to just distribute it like it would naturally and and it does start to level out and you don't feel as puffy and you don't feel as um like uh i don't know how to explain it but like claustrophobic Mm -hmm. in your own body like i used to feel like i couldn't breathe in my own body because it was getting so big but um it's yeah it like it levels out and you don't feel as bloated after a while but you've just got to kind of sit with those uncomfortable days and and focus on that goal that you want to achieve at the end yeah 
Yeah. And for me, it's like being able to have a baby. So, you know, I'm surrounded by my brother's baby and my, um, my boyfriend's sister's got three babies. So Mm -hmm. they're all around me at the moment. And Mm -hmm. the idea of being able to have one for myself is like my motivating factor of like, if I don't get on top of this now, you know, it might be years and years or, you know, might cost a hell of a lot more through IVF or something else. So, so there's, I mean, I know that, yeah, it's easier to just nip it in the bud and, (laughs) you know, do it now. So it really does sound like even the other times that you started recovery, you did need a goal in front of you and a reason why Mm -hmm. rather than just, yes, you're too small. You need to be regular size. Like that's not really motivating enough. Yeah, definitely. Like my, my anorexic brain would not take that as a answer. Like (laughs) I didn't want to be a healthy weight. I didn't want to be, bigger than I was. So, um, the only, yeah, the only thing that was going to help that was the goal. And I have a lot of people that ask that, um, they have like a friend who's got anorexia and they're like, how can I help? And it's like, you, the only way that you could help is to find something that they love or a goal that they would want to achieve and then help them see that goal. Mm. Because by just yeah, so telling not, them that they need to, to be healthy. Yeah, nothing to yeah. do with the disorder. No, with the weight, yeah, because anything to do with food or the weight is just going to be disregarded or they'll bite back at you because they're so against it or they don't think they have a problem. But if they if they see a tangible goal that they want real bad, then it'll be, yeah, it'll be much easier to kind of – get through to them in a, in a way. Mm, that's mm. amazing. And you're doing um, some, did I say you did like a yoga retreat a little while back? You had. Yeah. So I run a retreat every year. Um, well, it started last year, but we're going to do continually every year. Um, mm-hmm. And it's um, meditation and yoga and um, mindfulness and looking at life in a different way. It's like non-pole related. It's, we had seven people on the camp who were pole dancers, but they felt like they got so much out of it just to, just to talk and open up with people um, and share their experiences of life with each other and learn from one another. It was, yeah, it was a great, it was a great week away. And where was it? When's the next one? In, and can we go? It's, <laughs> yes. It's in Bali um, in September. I think it's around the 7th to 13th or something like that next so year. So just had it. Yeah. So we just uh, had it. Um, okay. Yeah. Not long ago. Not long ago. Okay, guys, you better check dates for Fizzy Camp <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that is around the same time. Around the same time. So maybe you can do like a double holiday. So back to do back. both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that sounds yeah. amazing. And do you yeah. feel like even though you're running that for other people that you are getting a lot out of it? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think like, I, so one of the, one of the other things that really helped me in my recovery was opening up about it. Like once I was open about what I was going through, um, it was almost as if I had made myself accountable to keep going. 
Yes. You know, put it it's out kind there. of like you've yeah. put it out there so people know. So now you have to keep doing that mm-hmm. because otherwise if you go back on yourself, people are like, oh, I thought you were, you know, so, so by talking yeah. about it is a good way to, um, to help in the process. Um, so at the retreat when people are opening up about their problems and they're breaking down their barriers and it was like, it was a really beautiful experience and they could then see a different way or they could see how they could manage themselves in a different light. Yeah. It was Mm. a, it was a good eye opening experience for everyone. I love that. And Mm. I just got back from Fiji actually. And it was, it was a business retreat, but it um, was very heavily also focused around wellness. And I just loved that. You can Mm. take a breath, take a step back and really look at everything and um, not just be in the day-to-day grind of your life and make sure that, because for me, I am always trying to include things in my everyday routine that feel like I'm on a holiday. So I kind of trick myself into just enjoying, well, I mean, like I enjoy my life anyway, but enjoying as if I were holidaying on a regular basis. So it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good little tips. There's, there's yeah. little things that I do and you probably have them as well. Where you- yeah, for sure. I just spent three hours on the beach this morning. I <laughs> oh, like, love that. <laughs> like I was on holiday. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, yeah. if you can, guys, you've heard me say this before, but just getting out in nature. Um, yeah. Most people Definitely. know I, I go for a walk every day. I'm out in the bush and like take the boys to the playground um, yep. And I even find just like a cup of tea in the middle of the day it makes you feel like you're having a little mm. me time. It's a little yeah, nice little nugget yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Well, mm. I I can't thank you enough. Is there anything else that you want to add to everything? Um, said or? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's so much that mm. like can be said, um, and there's not a one fix all kind of situation but um if you do feel like you're ever struggling with how you look or how you feel like don't be afraid to open up to your friends your friends are there for you to talk to or even if you want to just message me and you know ask if i have any advice of how you're feeling you know don't be afraid to to do that because by staying quiet you're just bottling up everything and there's no there's no there's no resolution in the bottle. Oh my you God. Just need to that is a bummer. Let it out. <laughs> that <laughs> is a very good quote. There's no resolution <laughs> in the bottle, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Once again, thank you so much for your time to come no and chat worries. today and, um, and share your experience and your journey. And I just love where you're at now. And well done thank to you, you because you've done that yourself <laughs> and you should be very proud. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'll be continuing like posting about more things of my journey and my past and my future. So um, yeah, follow me on Instagram and I'll, you'll see all of that. Beautiful. (laughs) Thanks so much, Amy. Thank you. See you next week, guys. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. Bye. Let's get physical, physical.